Hey kids, it's Thursday, so you know what time it is. It's uh yeah, uh <clears throat> I I can't do this, folks. I I can't lie to you like that. Um just right into your face. It's it's not Thursday, folks. It's Tuesday. And I know that typically I give you a JAF classic episode on on Thursday, but it's just not happening this week, okay? You're getting it on Tuesday because, you know, I just, I can't open up my entire life to all y'all and tell you exactly what's going on. You know, I got personal things. I got things going on that is just none of your freaking business. I mean, in this case, it's really no big deal. The The book that I wanted to talk about, I, I just kind of picked up and I haven't had a chance to read it yet. So I'm going to push it to Thursday. And that's why we're doing a JAF Classic today on Tuesday instead. And, uh, you know, frankly, when I really start thinking about it, it's, it's easier for me to, to do the, the, the classic episodes here on a Tuesday. So, uh, for the time being, that's what we're going to do. That may change in October. Uh, that's a little tease for something that might be coming out in October, but, um, I don't want to talk about that just yet. And so, you know, um, how about we just, talk about this episode that you're going to get, which is episode number 29 of volume one of just another fanboy. It was originally released on Wednesday, March the 14th in 2007. And you're getting something a little different this time around because it was with this episode that I began to have Karen, my wife, on the show with me. And uh, we always had a great time just talking about stuff and things and all that. And of course, this makes the episode you're about to listen to much, much longer than you're used to. But you know what? That's okay. You don't have to listen to it all at once if you don't want to. Enjoy. Banded together from remote galaxies are 13 of the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Doom. Dedicated to a single objective, the conquest of the universe. Only one group dares to challenge this intergalactic threat, the Super Friends. You're listening to Just Another Fanboy, the podcast that doesn't like to take itself too seriously. Just Another Fanboy is a Lynx Broadcasting production and a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Just like a comic book! Just like a comic book! Welcome to episode number 29 of Just Another Fanboy. This episode was recorded on March 13th, 2007, and we're trying a little something different this week. Hey, I'm your host, Steven, and joining me this week is my lovely wife, Karen. Hello, I'm back. Oh my God. By popular demand. So, <clears throat> I want Not really. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, a little bit of popular demand, the, the vocal... Minority, I guess, who enjoyed episode number 25. Yay. <laughs> Yay, indeed. Okay. So we're trying a little experiment this week. I've, I've been wanting to add a co-host to the show. And, and as I really don't know that many people who are into comics, I just, <laughs> I just thought I'd bring my- I really, really am. <laughs> yeah. I just thought I'd bring my wife on. 
Hello. Because we enjoyed doing episode 25 together so much, and the plan was to actually do our own podcast, a we separate one. We talked about that. We got some feedback from some people who thought we could do a pretty good, you know, uh, kind of like a host chat, you know, Regis and Kelly kind of thing together. But when we may try that eventually, but I just don't have enough time in my life to devote to a whole show. This is true. Yeah. I don't so, even get to take my two-hour bubble bath and watch Boston Legal tonight. So yeah. if I'm sounding like I'm not all that thrilled about this, people, that's why. Because <laughs> as thrilled as I am to be doing it, I'm thinking, I'm going to miss my bubble bath. And my legs are going to have to be hairy for another couple of days. And I think the last Boston Legal, or maybe the last two even, were reruns anyway. Yeah, reruns. So, yeah, I hate that. Um so anyway, you know, Spe- hopefully I'm not missing something really good. If I am, everybody let me know. We don't have Tebow, Here's, low rent. So. Le- let me tell you what you're missing. Okay. okay. <laughs> Ready? <clears throat> Denny Crane. That's what you're missing. Adam. Oh, Denny- I was going to say Adam Sandler. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Denny Crane's going to do something crazy, and the other guy's going to hit on somebody. What's the other guy? I don't know. I, I can't love- think of his and- name. And something. Drew- the blind man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Spader. Yeah. James Spader. James Spader. James Spader. Or Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where's okay, so the Frappuccinos? <laughs> speaking of TV, I wanted to We're talk about... talking about me already? <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speaking it's of, good to see you. Well, it's good to see you. Did you have a good day? No. <laughs> we haven't had a chance to talk much. I didn't have a good day. I know you didn't have a good day. Somebody <laughs> came home early from work with a bit of a tummy ache. A bit of a sore tummy. Bit of a sour belly. And, of course, I laid down on the couch to try to take a nap. With and three little people in the house. Yeah. just doesn't happen. Yeah, but they didn't bother me too much. But it always seems like whenever I finally get an opportunity to lay down on the couch to take a nap, 10 minutes into it, got to pee. Oh, well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. You or one of me, the kids? Me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's like, hey. Yeah, then, yeah. So then I have to get up. TMI. <laughs> I have to walk all the way to the bathroom. All the way across our... I have to walk all the way back. Palatial... <laughs> Our palatial estates. <laughs> Get on the yeah. tram right over to yeah. the bathroom. So speaking of TV. Let's talk about some TV. I wanted to talk about the show Medium that you kind of got me into. One of my favorites. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Medium? Oh, I'm not prepared to do that. If you don't know it, then you don't know it. Okay, so Medium stars Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Playing a real life character. Which you didn't know about. Which I did not know about know until, until she, we were watching One versus One versus Hundred. She was on and there, and they said, um, um, "I'm having such Allison Dubois." Yeah, and Allison Dubois, and you and said, I said hey, "Allison Dubois," and I said, "Yeah, she's a real person." You don't read enough people online. No, I don't. <laughs> but the the show is basically she works for the what Phoenix District, district attorney, attorney in Arizona, and she dreams the future. Mm-hmm. And this past episode, last uh, last she's Wednesday, and she sees ghosts. She sometimes. sees Spirits. she sees dead people. Yeah, it's freaky, but they're not all creepy looking. No. So this last episode last week <clears throat> was it's that, a great show because because they kind of mix it up a little. The basic premise is she has a dream at the beginning of the show about a murder. And then throughout the show, she dreams more and more, and she solves the murder, and it's all done. Bad guy goes away. Yeah, because at but first, if, she doesn't usually know what it's what it's about. It seems very strange, or it seems like it's about one thing, and it's not until she has a few more dreams that she figures it out. But they do mix it up once in a while, because that would get pretty boring after yeah, a while. But yeah. Last week's was uh, actually, it was her as a teenager 
dreaming about herself in the future, which is would be our present right on sh- on the on the show. And okay, that's <clears throat> confusing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as a teenager, she's dreaming about herself in the future or our present, mm-hmm. where she's married and she's working for the district attorney, and she's in the grocery store with her husband, and she runs into this guy from her past, old high school, whose name neighbor. was Stephen. And what was he into? Comic books. Comic books. I was like, wicked awesome, man. He's Teenage into comic boy books. boy named Steven into comic books. Yeah. And, and, and what happens to the guy? What is, what does he turn out to be? A yeah. murderer, a, rapist. A serial killer of something. Yeah. Of young girls. Total perv. So she lets him die when she's a teenager to correct the future. It was really cool. But it was I'm really sorry cool. That what but you took from that really great and interesting creative episode was the fact that Dude named Steven who likes comic books and he's a killer. He's a rapist killer. Yeah, he was a bad guy so, of young that's, girls, that's, which is very similar to <laughs> to oh poor Steven that show Catch a Predator. Yeah, we, we've had a bad some guy. If you we watch, love that show. We love that and show because it gets all the perverts off the street. But well, one of the of yeah one of the perverts that comes to the house to dally with a thirteen year old girl is wearing my hat your your Irish my Irish hat that I bought from Walmart so it's not uncommon that people are going to be wearing this hat but but he's also wearing the same type of shirt that I like not the same exact shirt no, but no, no, no. the type of lo- short sleeve button up shirt big, he's got my bill you might remember he's got the he's a younger looking guy did he have red hair too no are you sure okay but it was cut short. Like yours, right? Yes. And he's wearing your hat, and he's got your build, and he was wearing like a plaid button-up shirt with a collar, untucked with, you know, like cargo shorts, um, and and some kind of like chucks or vans, which is very much your stuff. Like, if you hadn't looked at the face, <laughs> it could have been you. Could have been me. He's been really depressed about that. that yeah. There's some guy out there that looks enough like him that's a... Perv. Yeah. That it's going to tarnish... So it's not you. It's not me. If if you've seen that episode, it's not me. Yeah, but if you want to know what Steven looks like (laughs) and you catch a rerun, I don't really guy in the Irish hat. But I don't really look like that guy. He was ugly. Well, he's got your your build and dresses kind of like you do. Anywho. Guy's copping my style. Well, it's gonna happen. He must be listening to the podcast and he said, you know what? I bet this guy wears an Irish hat. And dresses this way, I'm going to be just like Steven. Yeah, don't think so. So anyway, now that we're done talking about TV shows that turn you into some kind of creep. Do you want to do some listeners' feedback? Okay. I have an iTunes review that I'd like to read and uh, comment on. I think I'd like to comment on it myself. And <laughs> I've actually got two voicemail. Oh, to great. To, so I haven't heard any of those. Usually, sometimes I get to hear those ahead of time. Yeah. Well, you'll get to hear them ahead of time. Okay. And comment on them. No, not ahead of time. I well, mean, like earlier in the week. When they come in. That's true. One just came in today. Oh, okay. So. Well, do your, do that one first. Play some music. Okay. Okay. So first up, I want to talk about some iTunes, an iTunes review that I got recently. Um, I've only got about it. I've got a handful of reviews up on iTunes. Most of them are positive. I've gotten now all total three negative reviews. The first one I dismissed entirely because it was signed anonymous. The second one drove me crazy. Was it actually cr- signed anonymous? Yes. Is that like a okay? Go like ahead. a use like the name 
was posted as anonymous. Huh. And that's addressed in this iTunes review I'm going to read here. But uh-huh. um, the second one kind of drove me a little crazy for about 20 minutes. So I was ready to just to reformat the entire show altogether yeah, I remember that. because of one guy. But this, I get this one and I had to read it. Okay. So I'm going to read this and then we'll comment on it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I know Steven looks at these reviews and I even heard him mention that negative ones have a negative impact on him. I was kind of turn off, turned off when he invalidated one of the reviews because the author neglected to put his name to it. You know, to get set up with the name, you have to give iTunes your credit card info and some people aren't into that. Anyway, I urge Stephen to take negative reviews as a growth opportunity and a way to get a read from his listeners. Best part, he's obviously prepared and puts a lot of time into his podcast. Worst part, too much shtick and too much reading what the books are about. The voices and dialogue are terrible. Not too much creative effort put into the comic reviews themselves. I can tell he's really into his podcast and is putting on some and is putting in some real effort. I'll check back in a few months to see if there's been any evolution past for now. Okay, <clears throat> I don't remember the the person that that posted this. They actually had a name to go along with it. But the first thing I want to comment on here is the me just invalidating that first negative review. I right. had I had no idea that you had to. <coughs> Excuse me. That you had to provide your credit card in- info to have an actual posting name on those reviews. So, right. Whoever anonymous was, I apologize mm-hmm. for just invalidating his. I don't even remember what the review said because it's not on there anymore for some reason. I'm not sure why. Okay. Um. The second part I want to talk about here is not too much creative effort put into the comic reviews themselves. I am very aware of that. I'm not good at reviewing comic books. Uh, not really all that. If, if you've listened to the past few episodes, I've been trying to just do the review straight off the top of my head because I used to, in my previous job, I used to have time to actually sit down and script out an entire review. And I just can't do that yeah, anymore. On the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Hence one of the reasons. Yeah. On the clock. Shh. Oh, wait a minute. They laid me off. Screw them. Exactly. Anyway. <clears throat> um, but it's not because I was. No. Tired. No. <laughs> no. That was company downsizing. Yeah, exactly. Um, it really was. But one of the reasons. Or so you told me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. One of the reasons uh, you're on the show actually mm. is to. Um, vamp it up. To vamp it up a little. Okay. So, <laughs> well, good luck with this. Yeah. Like I said, it's a little experiment. We'll see what people it think is. about it. We'll so. see if we can get into a rhythm. And I, now, if I'm get, if this is going to be a regular thing, it's going to take me as much time to get used to uh, doing it and giving up my bubble bath. <laughs> and, and James Speeder. <laughs> well, you can do your, your bubble bath on... Whatever night of the week Norman comes in, because Norman's not in today. He's going to come in and do his stuff. He did his stuff earlier. So Wonderful. Yeah. So Did you have any more to address about this specifically? Because I have well, a couple things um, I say. Yeah, I just want to, uh, when I, for example, this week, when I'm going to review my, my picks of the week this week, I'll be, I'll have you here with me. So instead of talking to nobody, I'll be talking to you about them. So okay, that but might, just like for eye contact and whatnot. Because yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to expect you to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not exactly sure how creative a review itself needs to be. The rest of the show, even though this this one-time listener um, doesn't like certain parts of the creativity, the rest of it is creative. And um, I'm not sure that reviews necessarily have to be. If, you're, if it's a review, it's a review. You're giving your opinion. I mean, sometimes the more creative a review is, uh, the more it could turn somebody off. Uh 
in essence, a review is a review. It's what you feel of the book. You know, ultimately, you like the guys it. at Quiet Panelologists at work, a lot of times they, they do it jokingly, but they'll be like, I read Punisher War Journal number four. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a review. review. So, and I guess that's pretty creative because they're just, <laughs> they're guys, taking their, their, uh, their own those creative guys are awesome. view on, they are pretty funny. The, just the parts I've listened to. Okay. But in regard to, uh, this particular iTunes review, um, best part, he spelled shtick right, which is very impressive. Awesome. Yeah. Um, bravo. Yeah. Worst part, um, when he says it, uh, he was kind of turned off. When you completely invalidated one of the reviews, because I think um, you probably could have been a little more specific. And also with the comment um, regarding the voices and dialogue are terrible. Now, if and this is not any offense to this particular listener, because I think what he said about um, taking the negative reviews as a growth opportunity. I agree with that completely. Um but you gotta give you a little something to work with. I mean, to just say the voices and dialogue are terrible doesn't. I mean, what about them are terrible? Yeah, exactly. What don't you specifically like? You you said that you know you get a good way to you know read from a good read from the listeners. Well, then you gotta. I mean, we can't. You can't do this for each and every individual. Correct. But. When you just say the voices and dialogue are terrible, you need to, you know, I wish they just weren't there at all, you know, and and the fact that it's shtick, there's got to be a lot of comic book podcasts that are just, you know, non-shticky. Yours is different. I like that. That's not going to change. That's something right. that, though we appreciate his opinion, um, that's not going to change. But he spelled shtick right. So that's kudos. So that's the best part. Um, the other thing I want to comment on about that is the... Um, I'll check back in a few months and see if there's been any evolution past for now. He's listening right now and you know it. Only, and I don't mean that derogatory. It's just, are you going to post a review and then not hear not it check read? To see if and it's see, being read, And, yeah. you know, check back in a few months. Well, what if we mention you again next week in regard to, you know, referring to you in, with any changes? Of course, you're going to listen only because we're all set up that way to be a little narcissistic and whatnot. So... Um, if you're listening, uh, take that with a smile on your face with a grain of salt because uh, it's not like I know you're listening, but I know you're listening. Well, and we and you should be. You shouldn't give a review and then not listen. Uh, follow, you know, get some follow up from us. But and I knew going into this podcast, you're out there and we know it. We see you <laughs> put the soda down. Anyway, I knew going into this podcast that it, that the ideas that I had for it. We're not going to be enjoyed by everybody. <clears throat> I kind of like to not really compare it to Monty Python's Flying Circus because this uh, is nothing like Monty no. Python and Monty Python is genius. But whereas Monty Python's Flying Circus is really not for everyone. It is really bizarre. I don't care for it at all. That's, you know, I didn't want to just do a podcast where I just sit in front of a microphone and talk about books. There's a lot of other really great podcasts that do that. And I wanted to try to do something a little different, maybe something a little more entertaining. And if not everybody gets it, I'm, you know, that's just the way it's going to have to be. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm then putting myself in a box that, <clears throat> Right off the bat, that I'm not, you know, unfortunately not box. gonna. I'm in a box and I can't get Are out. You like Chandler when Joey put him in a box. <laughs> You're in the box. So uh, sorry. That's, anyway, I knew that. I don't not, know where that came from. I knew that not everybody that, for example, listens to around comics is gonna like 
just another fanboy. And, you know, unfortunately, I knew that going into it, but. But truly, you are just another fanboy. And this is your outlet for your love of comic books. So it's not necessarily designed to be any particular thing. If you get listeners, that's great. And if you don't like it, thanks for tuning in once. Um, But it's yours, you know, you're not doesn't cost you anything to do it it's it's your hobby and can i can i just interrupt real quick here because <laughs> you know what i have going through my head right now i hope it's not something really a little weird. bit more a little bit more you know that <laughs> target commercial that they play all the time i don't know who does that song. i don't know if that's an actual song but is. if it is i want to get it because cool. i love it every time i'm just sitting around that commercial comes up i got to get up and get a little jiggy with it little bit more well, little when i can tell that you were getting ready to start singing something i thought you were going to start singing the theme song from different strokes because you know what's going through my head right now when we're talking about everybody's individuality and doing it my I way i can't even <laughs> i can't think of how that starts i don't remember either anyway it's not really important do you want to hear people vo- are getting bored do you want to hear voicemail are you bored do you need some relaxation do you want to hear voicemail of course okay always i like those Hey, Steven, this is Heather. Um, I've been meaning to call in for a while, so I'm just going to give my reaction to the last few episodes. Episode 25. Norman, how could you? Steven should shoot you back in the clavicle. I would. And, um, Steven, you and your wife were, were sound really funny together. I liked it. Episode 26. Steve, Norman, how could you blame Steven? He didn't do anything to you. Episode 27. Norman, you should know that bread gets soggy when it gets wet. Your lake could have been better if it was made of chocolate syrup and marshmallows floating in it or something like that. Episode 28. A question came to my mind whenever I was listening to the the podcast. Have you ever kissed a penguin? And where where are the bloopers? I missed them. They were really funny. Okay, Stephen, you are still the funniest, sad, fat man that I've ever heard who likes to cook his bacon and then cook his eggs in the bacon grease. Because you know me, I like eggs. And that was regular listener Heather. Heather. Can I make. We love that girl. We do. Can I make a couple points? Heather? Yes. Hello, Heather. First of all, glad you like the wife because, hey, here she is. Hello, I'm back. Um, I'm getting a lot of flack on the whole Ovaltine Lake that Norman's been talking about and the bread <laughs> on it. Fantasy world, yeah. maybe. I don't know. He says it happens. Hmm. He says it's happened. Who knows? Norman's got a screw loose. He shot me in the clavicle. Yeah, he's tripping. He thought something. I was a deer. Um, the bloopers, alas, are kind of gone at this point uh, because I, I didn't know this. Well, that shows you how often I listen. Up until a few weeks ago, I've been a lot of my shows have been perfect. No, (laughs) no, have been 90 percent have been fully scripted. And so a lot of the bloopers come from me reading stuff and screwing it up and having to go back and read the same line over and over and over and screwing up. So doing a lot of it off the top of my head. Doesn't leave. I mean, it leaves room for error, but so it's I already am in the have show. To come in when you're not looking and come up behind you and go boo. Pretty much. To get okay. Well, we'll Pretty do much. it because so. you got to have bloopers because they are funny because they're so real. Because yeah. <laughs> you bloop. <laughs> the bloop and the bloop. Everybody bloops. And the the fat man hopefully will not be the fat man much longer. Yeah. I'm on a diet, sort of. 
Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. So, You'll get there. I'm not not a drag. I actually go in on Thursday to get weighed again. Maybe dun, dun, I might have lost. I'm hoping I've lost at least two pounds. That'd be awesome. Two. Dose. Dose. Do. Okay, I've got another voicemail. Okay. Let's listen to it. Thanks for the voicemail, Heather. Keep them coming. Yes. You're a doll. Nice to you, Kevin. Really enjoyed episode number 25. I just want to get an update and see how your clavicle is doing. Um, I don't know what the, the recovery time is for a clavicle or being shot in the clavicle is. So, um, one of the weather here myself, so I hope everybody's doing well out there. Um, one thing I do, uh, one of your episodes, you talked about Green Arrow and how he's your favorite character and how Kevin Smith is just stop there. Um, if you think back, I think you might also remember that he had trouble getting Green Arrow out. Um, there was usually quite a pause between issues. Um, and no, it wasn't anywhere close to monthly. Um, well, uh, hope to uh, hear your uh, next episode. Have a great week. Bye. Always enjoy hearing from Kevin. 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 <laughs> like on a 321 Penguin. Good people, you got to watch that on Saturday mornings on NBC. You got to watch Cubo. And uh, every other week or so, instead of doing uh, Larry Boy stories, they do uh, 321 Penguins. Zigil. Midgel. Fidgel. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have to watch it, but it's funny. So, Kevin. And then yet he's talking, you know, in regard to Kevin Smith. I think that is Kevin Smith. Doesn't sound like him. I think he's disguising no. his voice. Yeah. Yeah. I had I no had a dream about him the other night. Okay. Yeah, I was going to tell you about that, but I thought, eh. Well, too, you know, dreams are too long and complicated. I mean, they were in this warehouse in our town, but it wasn't this town. And like this huge door was open, this big like garage door push up kind of thing. And they were filming some kind of a video. And I knew about it and I told you, and then you went down there and made a complete jerk of yourself. Like, oh, I want to be Kevin's best friend. Not this Kevin, Kevin Smith. And, um, but I want to be this Kevin's best friend. Well, that's more likely probably, but I was like, Oh, you know, you're embarrassing yourself. You're acting like such a fanboy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, you got to hang out with him for a while and well, and so I, did I, that was kind of cool. And in reference to his green arrow comment, I, I had no idea that Kevin Smith was also late on that book a few times. I I didn't collect them in monthly, so I got the trade. And I was always under the impression that he turned in maybe at least the first couple issue scripts in before they even solicited it. So, I don't know. Maybe. He's maybe. a professional guy. Well, he's got a... Uh, got a lot on his plate. He's got a bad reputation because oh, well, the yeah. last, <laughs> not for that, the last uh, book, <laughs> last book off the top of my head that he wrote was a Spider-Man miniseries for Marvel, Spider-Man, Black Cat, the evil, the men do. And at one point, there was literally a year, I think, between books because he ended up getting distracted from making movies or something and. And he's one of the he's a lot one of the of commitments that guy. Well, a lot of creative outlets. He's one of the guys that people reference when um a, a lot of writers that are getting into comics lately are writers from movies and TV and and books and whatnot and and a lot of <clears throat> a lot of us fanboys get a little upset sometimes because you know you get like an Alan Heinberg on Wonder Woman and next thing you know you got three months between books because the guy's got other stuff on his plate. Yeah. It's like. You know, what's the point? But uh, apparently it drives sales, and that's all they really care about.
Hey, fanboys and fangirls. Need a break from the epic cross-company storylines? Are you upset about the current characterization of your favorite hero or heroine? Maybe you're looking to try and break into something new. Let the comic book savant help you. James has insightful reviews of current and older books, the latest news from around the industry, as well as show ideas and contests that really allow the listener to play a role in the show. Try the podcast at www.comicbooksavant.com. If you are not completely satisfied with the podcast, return it for a full refund and try out the website or forums instead. So, Anywho. let me talk about Simon, our that boy. Would be our boy. The he, boy. Who is his favorite superhero of all time? That would be Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl. Not quite sure why. Don't know. I don't think it's because she's a girl. I mean, he's only I, four. I don't know because we've been watching the Super Friends, the Challenge of the Super Friends, and it's got Hawk Man on it. Yeah. And he was excited to be Hawk to see Hawk Man, but he kept asking, "Where's Hawk Girl?" Well, because. She's on the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, from well, he would expect one to be with the other. Yeah. In his sweet little four-year-old mind. But... But he really likes Hot Girl. We've been getting him, periodically, the, the little Justice League action figures from the cartoon. The little ones. And the one that we have just never been able to find is, not, is the Hot Girl. Toys R Us, yeah. Walmart, any sure we, with the Target. We could have ordered it online, but... Yeah. Eh. We're, we're so, more impulsive shoppers. We'll, we'll buy it if it's right there in front of us. Well, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, we're into the uh, a local grocery chain, Dillon's. I don't know if that's around anywhere else. Yeah, but Kroger's is the their brand, yeah, their we, store brand. We had taken him to get his eyes checked, mm-hmm. which we just expected to go horribly. Horribly. Simon is mildly autistic, so yes. things like that can really... Uh, not go over well, but he did, my little man did such a good job. He did very good. So we had to go to Dylan's and get some groceries. Yeah. And they have maybe half of one side of an aisle, maybe even a quarter the of it. The toy aisle. With toys, yeah. Which normally in a lot of grocery stores are just going to be little crap little toys. Crap and stuff. And a lot of it was little crap stuff. And we're, we're telling or Simon, well. really good stuff. Yeah, it's just overpriced because exactly. it was in a grocery store instead of. We're telling Simon, you know, we'll pick out something, you know, small and cheap. Yeah. And he's kind of looking, and I look down at the bottom, and there's one of those 12-inch Justice League action figures, and it was Superman. Superman. Was like, and I, Simon, look, it's Superman. I, well, I kind of looked at you, and I said, well, that's that's not exactly small, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. And you're like, like, all right. nine ninety nine. Yeah, you're like, all right, let's get it for Fine. him. And, he was a good boy. And But there was a Superman, and there was a Green Arrow, and that's all they had. Yeah. And he wanted Green Arrow, which... Yeah, I wanted him to get Superman, but you were holding them both up, kind of like, which one do you want, Simon? Which one do you want? And kind of shaking the Green Arrow out of him. <laughs> of course, that is what he wanted. Yeah. And that's what he wanted. That's my boy. Cause he's I, got a couple of little Supermans. Yes. So, well, he's got a small Green Arrow, too, but anywho. So, the week after, just a few days ago, Simon and I and, and uh, our daughter, Rana, Who's younger? We go back into the Dillons, and Simon starts asking about toys again. Of course, and we're going to set a bad habit. Yeah, but as a parent, you know, who's got two kids alone in a grocery store, one who is very, one who likes to make a a scene. Yeah, you know, you promise them if you're a good boy, we'll get you a toy. So we get there to the toy aisle at the very end. I don't end. do that. And well, I don't normally do it, but but <laughs> well, we that, don't normally take him out because he's a little rambunctious. So. But that day, I said, "We'll get you a toy, providing you're good and you don't scream and yell and yeah. throw stuff at other customers." 
And uh, so he was very good. We get to the toy aisle and we're trying to find something for Ronna. He grabbed already... the lady's breasts one time. Yeah. And then that same story. Yeah. Well, he hit her. Well, and he was like, hi. That, yeah, that was a few years back. Yeah, that was a couple was like, years ago. Two. He was going through this phase You're of just hitting random just people. crossing her in the aisle and she's, he's smiling and she's looking at him like, oh, what a cute little boy. And, and then as soon as she gets her. close enough, boom, right on her breasticle. <laughs> So we're trying to find something for Ronna because I already knew what I was going to get Simon. He was going to get that Superman. Yeah. But I looked down there and I noticed that there's a couple other boxes behind that Superman that weren't there before. I moved yeah. the Superman. Bump, bada, bum. Dory Long. <laughs> Hawk Girl. He was so cool. He was so excited. Oh, just today, just today he came up later. to me. Yeah, just today he comes up to me with the Hawk Girl and he goes, thank you, thank you, thank you for getting me my Hawk Girl, daddy. Very he just, sweet. He, he just really loves her so her. much. He's a good boy. But he's been, she's got her, uh, her mace, <laughs> which is like attached to her hand. It can come off, but I think we'd like it not to. So it's taped up or something. And he comes around and moves her arm and gets her real close to me and hits me on the head with it. And well, sometimes he likes to, it doesn't per- hurt because he's, he can't really move that arm. That yeah. Fast. Cause sometimes he'll get a spoon out of the drawer and that'll be his mace and he'll run around and be hot girl. Oh yeah. He gets these. So. These butterfly wings that his older sister got for Halloween <laughs> that you, know, you put over your shoulder, and he'll go and he'll grab those and put those on, and then grab a spoon out of the drawer, and he'll be his he'll be hot girl. He'll be hot girl. Yeah, I don't know what that means. For I say, you know, Hawkman. Hawkman's <laughs> been known to carry a mace. Come on, buddy. <laughs> anyway. anyway, let's let's do some let's do some news here. Um, news. Some some movie news. Iron Man, the Iron Man movie directed by John. Favreau, you know him. He played a uh, member in yeah. in Friends. He was the rich boyfriend of Monica way back she in the day. He was a fool. Well, he's <laughs> he is directing the Iron Man movie for Marvel Comics, and it's been known for a few weeks now that Jeff Bridges was going to be in the movie, and Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man. Well, good for him. Iron Man's an <laughs> Iron Man's an alcoholic. All right. Wow. So. Anyway, we've all known that Jeff Bridges was going to be in the movie, and everybody just assumed that he was going to be uh, Tony Stark's friend, Happy Hogan. But apparently, Jeff Bridges has told IGN that he's going to be playing industrialist Obadiah Stane, who... Obadiah. I'm not... What's the last name? Obadiah Stane, S-T-A-N-E. Wow. It doesn't... It doesn't... You know, it's funny. That's the first time I have ever read that guy's name out loud. And it never and it hit. Never hit it never hit me until you read Stain. it out loud because it's not spelled like that. It's no. S T. It's S T A N E. Stone. <laughs> but he, if I remember correctly, he's like a, a rival of Tony Stark's. So that should be kind of interesting. I, frankly, I just cannot ever see Jeff Bridges and not think of the dude from The Big Lebowski. Yeah, I'm more of a Bo Bridges fan myself. Eh. So anyway. Watchmen. Say that a lot. What? Anyway. Anyway. Anywho. anywho. Not a very. Classic or creative segue. Watchmen movie. Anyway. <laughs> the, the Watchmen is a classic comic. Um, apparently, if you've looked at the YouTube trailer for the movie 300, which is directed by Zack Schneider, who is apparently going to do the Watchmen movie, there is a uh, an image buried within the trailer of Ro- Rorschach, Rorschach, you know those ink blot tests? What oh, yeah. Ro- Rorschach? I don't Rorschach. know. Rorschach. Rorschach. That's, that's the character's ooh, name. Ooh, so ooh. if you go to um, Ain't It Cool News, you'll see an image. It's a test image. So that was pretty neat. And how did you say his last name? Schneider. Isn't it Snyder? I don't know. I think a Schneider from well, One Day at a Time. it's not like an S-C-H. That's true. It's just Snyder. But Schneider. Don't make like him- D. Snyder. Not Schneider from One Day at a Time, but Schneider. Oh, that show needs to come out on DVD already. <laughs> that 
is it's taking too long. They got other stuff out there that's old crap, but you can't get one day at a time. And but you the can facts get, of life. <laughs> I think you can get facts of life. Can you? Really? I don't know. Not last I checked, we'll but I don't check all the time. I'm not obsessed or anything. Do you know Ralph Macchio was on one day at a time for a while? Yes, I do know that. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, that was a different oh, kid. I don't know. We'll have to no, look that up. that wasn't him. We'll have to look that up because nope, I'm pretty sure that was up. I'm pretty sure that was the Karate Kid. Nope. I don't think so. Okay. Dark Knight movie news. I will take you out. <laughs> and I don't mean to dinner in a movie. <laughs> Vari- That's mine. You can borrow it, people. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> Variety confirms that actress Maggie Gyllenhaal is in final negotiations to take over the role of Rachel Dawes in the new Batman movie. That's Katie Holm plays Rachel Dawes. Yeah. But, you know, she's all... Freaky. Yeah. Now. <laughs> the film is slated Poor for a... negotiations. The film is slated for a July 18th, 2008 release. 300, often described as the Beaches for Dudes, yeah. sets a March record with $70 million opening weekend. I've just seen the commercials. It looks creepy to me. The whole thing looks... Computer generated. Those faces yeah, don't even look real. It well, it was it was filmed like um, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow and Sin, uh-huh. Sin City, where it's all uh-huh. it's all done in front of a green screen. Yeah, but I mean, even the faces in, in the commercials, I could have sworn the whole thing was you know computer, but apparently not. I had a buddy from work who's into comics, and he went and saw it just the other day on on IMAX, uh-huh. and he said he was so pumped. When he left the movie, this guy is kind of, he's kind of like me. He's a little round, Mm -hmm. but he said he was so pumped, full of adrenaline after leaving that movie. He wanted to go to the gym and work out. Oh my gosh. So if you want to diet, go see 300. Last movie that pumped me like that was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Boy, I sped (laughs) all the way home. (laughs) Okay, not me. My brother was driving because I was still young, but (laughs) 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 we were pumped. (laughs) Anyway, this is what you get if you want me to co host. (laughs) Spider Man comic. The host chat. That's okay. We know it. That's okay. Spider-Man comic news. The first three back in black issues sell out at Diamond. The first three issues of, let's see, Spider-Man, the black, back in black titles. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 17, Sensational Spider-Man number 35, and Spider-Man Family number one have all sold out at Diamond. And Marvel is going back to press with all new covers by Young Gun Reloaded artist Clayton Crane. Fan favorites, Eddie Granov and Leonard Kirk. You know... That's all Greek to me. I don't see The Amazing Spider-Man, which is the one that I bought. I didn't get any of these others, because I can't afford to get all four freaking Spider-Man titles. So I chose Amazing Spider-Man, and apparently it didn't sell out, so that's the one that sucks. My socks have holes in them. You can't afford to buy comic books. (laughs) DC Countdown, number 51 through 48, is fully returnable. On May 9th, the first incredible issue of DC Comics' new weekly series, Countdown, reaches stores. And it looks like retailers are going to be able to return issues 51 through 48 if they don't sell as well as they think they do. Uh-huh. They think they're going to. That's, that was a big selling point for 52, the first DC weekly series to come out in a long time. A lot of retailers just assumed that it wasn't going to work. And so I, I want to say it was the first freaking 12 issues that retailers would order huge amounts to stock their store. And if they didn't sell, 
they could return what they didn't sell. And normally they can't do that. Hmm. You know, if they over order, they order 300 books of a certain issue and they only sell five. Then they'd be stuck with them. They're stuck with them. I think most magazines uh, are like that. Yeah. I used to work in a grocery store. They'd always come and pick up the ones that didn't sell. Countdown pisses me off because I'm going to watch pick- your mouth. No, I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> and it makes like me mad. The P word. It makes me angry. That's better. On DVD this week. It's a classy show. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if you looked at the list I gave you yet. So this might be a surprise for you. Okay. What, what were you saying? <laughs> on DVD this week. Okay. <gasps> you say one day at a time. No, oh, no. Man. Casino Royale. That's probably not going to do anything for you. I don't know it. No. The newest James Bond movie. I added no, that no. to our Netflix queue. But long guy, but you you ready for this one? This is on our Netflix queue now too. Okay. Bosom Buddies season one. Yeah. No, come yeah. on. I can't. Uh, Bosom Buddies. Maybe this is the if TV. Tom Hanks wasn't Tom Hanks oh, now. I love Tom then Hanks. Then it'd be. I know. I like him too. But this is the show that I launched mean, his uh, career. I know. But then you got to feel sorry for the little guy. <laughs> yeah, I so, like the little guy. He did really well too. on New Heart, though. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. And you know when he made that when Tom Hanks made that uh that thing you do with the O'Neaters. Yeah. The Wonders. <laughs> he threw a little part to his buddy, yeah. his bosom buddy. It's kind of like, here, buddy, here, here's a little bone. Yeah. So, I like that guy. I'm not sure I could watch that and enjoy it the way that I could other shows where people didn't break out to be such big, big stars. But still, yeah, it was a good show. It was great. It was a good, it was a good show. And that's it? it? That's, yeah, that's all that really piqued oh, that my interest. You. Yeah. Well, like, what other kind of stuff was that oh, that piqued me? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't pay too much attention. You don't commit it to I memory? Think they, next, no, I don't commit that whole list to memory. Next week, we'll let you look at the list, and you can throw in your picks. That'd be nice. Okay. Well, yeah. Sorry. 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 A, a moment of silence. Okay, that's good. Okay. All right. Now what? How about my comic book? Picks of the week. First up this week from Marvel Comics, Punisher War Journal, number four. This issue is entitled Small Wake for a Tall Man, written by Matt Fraction, art by Mike Diodato. Rain Burrito is the colorist. Virtual Calligraphy's Joe Carmagna is the letterer. Michael O'Connor is the, Michael O'Connor is the assistant editor. Axel Alonso is the editor. This is kind of a, this is a one shot issue. <clears throat> now, is this a review? This is going to be a review. Okay. Well, I didn't know if what you just did was a review or if this is, this is the review. I'm, I'm setting up the Your review. Picks of the week. Okay. Yes. okay. I'll see if I can make it a little more creative. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I just flashed you. <laughs> I now, didn't really. <laughs> but I, well. That would be more creative. <laughs> the first thing about this book is the art is by Mike Diodato, which made me kind of go, because eh, I'm not a huge fan of the Mike Diodato art. But I love that name. It is. It's a good name. I love this issue. It's it's a it's a one shot. It's a, a done in one, which means it's just one single story and one issue. 
And basically what we've got here is a wake for a criminal that the Punisher killed in the very first issue of Punisher War Journal. And it's Stiltman. See, this is him right here. Basically, he's looking his, at the picture. Yes. Yeah. He's stretched, pool table? stretched two out pool over tables. two pool tables. He's he, he's <laughs> he, he's what they consider a uh, like a D or E list villain because he's he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a yeah, he's lame. I mean, his his power, he's got stilts. Okay. His legs extend as stilts. And so the villain community of also, you know, lame villains are throwing a wake for him in this bar. And the funniest thing about this entire issue is there is you think Dr. Doom is there. You've got on the cover, you've got it looks like oh, they're in a said, church. He used to have a t shirt that had that, yeah, yeah, that the school looking thing That's on right. it. Okay. You've got the you've got Dr. Doom with a suit on. He's still got his hood, but he's got a suit. Mm-hmm. Suit and tie on the cover, which is funny. But <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> All right, knock it off. Sorry. So you've got villains in here like the armadillo, who, even <laughs> though he's considered a lame villain, apparently I loved him. You've got the prowler. You've got Dragon Man, the Rhino, the Gibbon, who's kind of he's really funny in this. Will of the Wisp, the Chameleon. Uh, they're all getting together in this bar for stilt man who has died and there's a doom bot apparently in the issue and it's actually not a doom bot uh somebody named armada has built this what's supposed to look like a doom bot who's a doom bot basically is dr doom has created all these different robot duplicates of himself because he runs a country and he can't always be there for everything so he's got these little robots that go out and do stuff but they they've brought in this fake doom bot to make the uh, Stiltman's widow feel that he's important by having Dr. Doom represented there. But basically, you've got this Doom robot who throughout the issue is constantly standing around with his fist in the air saying, kneel before Doom. Yeah. Very funny. So basically, the issue, it's just all these villains sitting around, getting drunk, talking about the good old days and how, you know, they used to have it really good. And the, the widow shows up, Princess yeah. Python. Yeah. That's not a great shot. She's trashy. She is. <laughs> but look, she's got a forked tongue. Oh. So okay. they're all sitting around getting <laughs> drunk, talking about the good old days, raising toasts to Stiltman. And Spider-Man even comes in at one point because a big brawl starts and Spider-Man comes in and he's like, uh, you know, there. you guys are acting crazy. Knock it off, you know. And so... At the very end, and I'm going to spoil this for you, for those of you who haven't read it, people start getting sick. Okay? Oh. Come to find out, the bartender, the entire time, was the Punisher. And he's poisoned all their drinks. Because this is what he does. He kills criminals. It's his job. Oh. <clears throat> he, his fam, his fam. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> his family was. How could I have been in the dark all this time? His family was killed by mobsters, and so. He's like an ex-military guy, and he goes around and he kills villains. So does he wipe them all out? Well, he poisons them all and just for good luck, blows up the bar. Uh Uh-huh. And so he's walking away. there'll be no more villains. Well. can't have no more comics. These are all the lame villains, though. Oh, okay. (laughs) I am disappointed that the armadillo apparently is dead because I liked him, even though he looked like... Princess armadillo? No. And the rhino was in there. I'm, I hope he's not dead because he was pretty cool. But 
That was Punisher War Journal number four. Okay. Very funny. Next. I enjoyed it. Next. Green Lantern. This is your way of Number 17. Me. No, it is not my yeah, way to get you into comic books. you're basically making me look I'm not, at comic books. I'm not trying to sell them to you. <sighs> Green. I just don't get it. <laughs> Green Lantern number 17. This is written by Jeff Johns with pencils by Ivan Rice. Um, Auclair Albert and Ivan Rice are the inkers. Moose Bauman is the colorer, colorist. Rob Lay is the letterer. Uh, Rice and Albert did the covers. And Elizabeth V. Gerlin is the assistant editor. And Peter Tomasi is the editor. Ger- mm-hmm. Gerlin. This is chapter four of Wanted Hal Jordan. For the past four issues, these space bounty hunters have been after Hal Jordan. And we come to find out that it's because of Aben Sur's son. Aben Sur is the alien that can't crash landed on Earth and first gave Hal Jordan the Green Lantern ring to become Green Lantern. And we find out, I found out, I mean, this may be known in the DC Comics world, but I have recently found out that Aben Sur had a son, Aemon Sur. And he's here to kill Hal Jordan and to take his ring because he feels that he deserves it. And one of the bounty hunters that he has hired called Hunger Dog is the one that actually brought Hal Jordan in. And they, they've leached off all the powers of, of his Green Lantern ring. So Hal Jordan cannot defend himself. But, oh, they turn the tables on old Eamon Sir because Hunger Dog is actually Jon Stewart in disguise. And so Jon Stewart, who's Hal Jordan's partner, another Green Lantern, this is the guy that Simon knows. Right. Because he's in the Justice League cartoons. I was asking for a, what, for that today. I didn't. Oh yeah. I didn't know if maybe you got him another one or. No. But uh, a really good part in this is that um, John Stewart is getting ready to throw down on the bad guy here with his ring, and Hal's like, you know what? This punk is mine, and kicks his ass fisticuff style. <sighs> kicks his tush. Sorry. Thank you. But, of course, I did say I flashed everybody, but I didn't. That's right. Oh, I know. But you are saying naughty words. A really great part in this, though, is throughout the last few issues, um, we've been seeing the formation of the Sinestro Corps. Sinestro is like the bad Green Lantern. And these little rings have been flying around the universe and coming up to, to people and saying stuff like, you have the ability to instill great fear. Welcome to the Sinestro Corps. Well, in the beginning of this book, the ring comes to Batman and tries to turn Batman into a member of the Sinestro Corps, which... I think it's funny that of every single person on Earth, the ring chooses Batman as someone who is most likely to instill the most fear. But Batman, of course, is a tough guy, and he fights the ring off. And the ring eventually comes to Eamon Sir, and then whisks him away. That was That's that's pretty much it. Okay. It's a good book. I'm really enjoying The Green Lantern. I suggest everybody pick it up. If you're not reading The Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, the OG... Original Green Lantern. Not really, though. Okay. Because Alan Scott. How hard is it if you're not reading a comic book and then you say, I really like it, you should pick it up, to just get one? Do you, do you have to go back to the beginning? I mean, it... You don't have to. It's like people who watch soap operas. I mean, they just start watching one day and they don't know who anybody is or what their stories are, but suddenly they're watching it for the next 20 years. So, yep. same kind of thing. You just kind yeah. of pick one up and you even gotta- if you don't know what's going on... Well, who the anybody be- is? How do you become a comic the, book geek unless you were? It's you know. a, it's a little. It's I like to think it's a little easier nowadays than back in the eighties when I was collecting a lot because nowadays they do actual like story arcs, you know, four part 
beginning and ending stories. Now, all the stories tie together to a certain fashion because it's one character and it is serialized and anything that happens in one issue it may affect them, you know, 10 issues down the road. But a lot of people jump in at the beginning of story arcs. Um, and yeah, you just got to kind of jump. You, you just got to kind of jump in and hang on for dear life. And, <laughs> and not gonna it's, happen. that's why it's harder to get new people into comics. Though. I would think so. But, uh, they, they, you know, <clears throat> they try to get them in through big events like the civil war that just happened because, you know, you can jump in during a big event, uh, and just read a certain mini series. And if you enjoyed that and enjoyed what the characters were doing, then you can start getting their regular series. Um, DC to a certain extent is trying, they just did their big infinite crisis and kind of started all issues over like one year later. Purpose being is this is a great time for anybody who doesn't read DC comics to jump in and start reading because you're not going to be the only one who's clueless on why is last issue of green arrow. He's just this guy out there with the bow and arrow fighting crime all of a sudden, this issue is one year one year later, and he's the mayor of Star City. How does that happen? Uh-huh. You know, so not only would new readers come along and go, I don't know what's going on, but old readers are doing that as well. Oh. But then they also, but as you read, they explain uh-huh. how it'll happen. Okay. So. So it's possible. It's possible. It just takes drive. It takes determination. Yeah. Well, for those, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> for those who don't have anything better to do. <laughs> You have to do something while you're sitting on the john. Oh, good heavens. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't, that wouldn't even work for me. The other day, the littlest one, Palin, who's one and a half, I'm in the bathroom doing my serious stuff. Do we do it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, if you're a mom and you've got little children, you know, you never get to go to the bathroom alone. You either leave the door cracked and let them wander on in, or you shut the door and have them banging on the door and crying and screaming the whole time. Um, she comes toddling in, and, oh, mama, <laughs> and lays her head on my lap. Oh, dear Lord. And I'm like, baby, if you knew what I was doing right now, <laughs> my lap is the last place you'd want to put your little head. But... uh so, yeah, I wouldn't be able to – yeah, there is no leisure time. It's not my office when I go in there like it is for you. Right. You know, you always know when comic books have arrived because suddenly you just have to go to the bathroom all the time. <laughs> First couple of days after comic books arrive, gosh, I sure have to go to the bathroom a lot today. Well, just because that's the only place you can read your comics. I'll be in there long enough to read an issue. Exactly. It's not that you think I don't know. I well, know. <laughs> a, cu- a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe a month or so ago, a new, uh, the issue there was an issue of Batman – that was, it was a it was a prose story, which meant it wasn't typical comic book pictures with word balloons. It was it was a book. It was text. I know what prose are. Thank okay, you. sorry. I was in forensics in high school. I, I've yet to finish it because I just can't read the whole thing while I'm sitting on the john. Yeah, well. So. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get out more. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on. Um, a few months back, I posted something over at the over at the Just Another Fanboy forum, which you can find at cgs dot dot com slash forum. And just as a reminder, if you sign up at cgspodcast dot com slash forum, uh, the Geek Speak guys that run the board they have to 
uh, you're not going to be able to just sign on and start posting right away. They're going to have to send you an email with approval because they're getting a lot of spammers. So if you're signing up, it may take a couple of days before you can start posting. But anyway, I had posted a, a thread over there called Ask the Fanboys, inviting any of the listeners to come in and post any questions they have, which is where Heather got the whole, have you ever kissed a penguin? Oh. And to answer your question, no. Yeah. Have you ever kissed a penguin? No. No. Okay. No. So That's just wrong. The only response I've gotten is from DeFixer3000, and he actually posted this a few weeks back, and I meant to do it. Are you sure it. it's a he? I don't know. Yeah, because okay. he talks about his wife. Okay, very good. Because um, we don't want to be sexist. That's right. He he actually posted one of the uh, feedback comments that was very positive in regards to you being on episode 25. Oh, which one? I don't remember. Okay, because there was one guy who was like, I don't know, was, no, I'm going to try to get my wife to read this or something. And I was just thinking, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Just because I was on a show and you enjoyed it. Don't I don't like comic books, okay? Um, nothing against anybody who does, but it's not my thing. And if you try to keep pushing your wife on this, uh, you're going to come home one day after a fight, and they're going to be gone. Your comic book collection. That <clears throat> If I want to hurt you, I oh. know where you keep your comic books. And it won't be all your clothes thrown on the front lawn. It will be... All of your comic books torn up and used in the litter box because I'm starting to sweat. Yeah, don't push the wives. Don't just don't because she yeah, knows if, if they if if <laughs> if the wife if the wife wants to read a comic, she'll ask you. Yeah, otherwise shush you know, if, about it because if, if you bring it up to the wife, hey, you know you should read this, and she's like, eh, I don't think yeah, so. How many times do I tell you? Yeah. Uh, you'll be oh, I just read this and I just read that, and I'm like, yeah, have you? Have you finished reading that, you know, that book I gave you about, you know, how to be a really great dad? <laughs> you know, I gave you parenting books to read. I did finish that one, the <laughs> Dare to Discipline. It, like, took you six months to read a book that I finished in two days. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, if if you want her to show an interest in that, then you got to you gotta pick it up somewhere else. But don't tell me you've got all the time in the world to read comic books. But you just can't get around to reading these, you know, these articles that I clip about parental stuff and whatnot. That's that's where the burn comes in. I can understand that. Yeah. Just say, um, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Very good. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, DeFixer3000 posted these questions, and I was going to get them on episode 27. Got finished with the episode about 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm saving it, and I realized, oh my goodness, I didn't do the questions. Oh. So, I said, all right, I'll do it on episode 28. Didn't. Okay. So I promised him episode 29. So here we go. <clears throat> Hold on a second. Oh, well, never mind. No, go ahead. No, I was going to like do a fake blooper <laughs> so that you have <laughs> something for the end. But that wouldn't work because we're just, we're not cutting. No, we're, we're just not. going with the flow. So anyway. So here's, gonna... <laughs> here are his questions. Yeah. Number one, whose origin is more convoluted? Wolverine. Denny Crane. Denny Crane. <laughs> Blooper boop. <laughs> whose whose origin is more convoluted, Wolverine or Cables? I'm gonna have to say Cables because I don't understand what's going on with that guy. Wolverine, especially with the new series, Wolverine Origins. Wolverine. <laughs> Little Red Dawn reference for my wife there. <laughs> cables is more convoluted. He's the one I don't get. Number two, laser eye surgery or the old fashioned leech, ice pick, and sledgehammer. Guess which one of our insurance covers. 
us for, yeah. and we have to provide the dang hammer. I, I believe it. I prefer my glasses. I thought of doing the laser eye surgery, but... There was that episode of King of Queens where he uh, gave her eye surgery as a gift, and uh, she got all messed up. It, like, didn't work yeah, I'd, right. Yeah, I'd, I'd be the one yeah. guy out of, like... You would be. You know, if we it's, like, be. one out of every million that something goes wrong, it Permanent would be Permanent damage, yeah. right. And then you're worse off than you were before you started. So, yeah, the, keep that laser away from my eyeball. And, and the leech? No, thank you. Yeah, but... Yeah, preferable over a laser, from yes. my opinion. Number three, would going on a date with She-Hulk make you feel less of a man or more of a human? Huh? <laughs> She-Hulk Some is... People, I know who She-Hulk is. She's a seven-foot-tall green woman. <laughs> no, I don't. I was thinking of She-Ra. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my bad. I thought I had she, one. She-Hulk is the Hulk's <laughs> cousin. No. Turned into the She-Hulk because of a blood transfusion with, with Bruce Banner. <sighs> created in the 70s. Why would he even give her blood? Because she was didn't... dying, and it was his only choice. Oh. He couldn't get her to a hospital in time. And it was the 70s when they created it, man. Everything was crazy in the 70s. <laughs> but, but he knew he would be infecting her with this. Yeah. Oh. That, but she die, she, <laughs> she came off better than him, though, because... She has the power to turn into the She-Hulk whenever she wants to, she has and she control. still she still retains her her mind. She's not some savage so beast. She knows to take her clothes yeah. off in time before they just all rip off. She of her. she pretty much stays as the She-Hulk all the time. Oh, and yeah. I'd probably feel less of a man because she's seven foot tall and green, uh-huh. and probably feel very weird. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number four. <laughs> did you cry as hard as I? Deny I did when you finished the last issue of Next Wave and realized something beautiful was lost. Alas, no, I didn't read Next Wave. I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for that one. Uh, no, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, I people. didn't read it. Okay, number <laughs> no five. Name your worse supervillain. Worse as in the baddest or the one I hate the most? Oh, you better give both. Uh, I think the, the best would be Dr. Doom, baby. He's... He's the but he didn't ask for your best. Well, as far as the baddest, as in the 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 the, the baddest, you think is the best of the worst, the baddest mother out there, mm-hmm. Doctor Doom. Okay. Now, as far as the worst that I hate more than I don't know, that's a tough one. I don't really, I don't really think a supervillain. Joker villains. is annoying. As I like the Joker. Heck. Oh, the Joker's he is cool. Just annoying. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, name your worst origin story. The dumbest way a hero or slash villain got their powers. Hmm. That's I don't, a good question. That is a good question. I don't know. Oh, we'll come up with something. Um, the dumbest way. Hmm. I now I wish I knew more because I would like to get in on that. But I don't I'm trying to think of the few that I know, and I only know a couple. I think. Um, oh, good lord! I think any of the mutants, frankly, because back in I guess in the '60s when Stan Lee and all them created the mutants, it was a cop out. You know, instead of creating these intricate origin stories on how these these superheroes or supervillains got their powers, they just got sick of it and said, "Let's create mutants." They were born that way, Mm -hmm. so that got kind of old. Name your worst hero-based game of any nature. What? I don't know, like any game, like I guess role-playing video game. I don't play any, so. The the Marvel superheroes role playing game back in the eighties was kind of bad. I'd like to see a bunch of superheroes playing Twister. 
Name your worst massive crossover event. Hmm. Armageddon 2000. Was it 2000 or 2001? DC did through their annuals back in the 90s. And the reason why I find that to be the worst is because the whole idea was, if if you're not in the know, and Karen, you wouldn't be. I am not in the know. The whole idea behind it was there was this guy from the future whose name escapes me, the the Monarch. (laughs) Monarch, I think his name was, who basically in the future uh, year 2000 or 2001 is ruling the land with an iron fist. Mm -hmm. And you find out that he was a superhero – who at some point turned bad. And the whole point is this guy goes back in time and he can go up to various superheroes and touch them and and see what their future is going to be like. And he's going to try to find who the monarch is and stop him. And the idea behind it was it was going to be Captain Adam. This is a DC book. Mm -hmm. And this is back in the 90s when there wasn't a lot of internet traffic about comic books and it was hard to, to discover these little secrets. But somehow it got slipped that Captain Adam was going to be Monarch, and DC was like, oh, well, crap, everybody knows who it's going to be. We got to do something, and they changed it to Hawk from Hawk and Dove. And it was one of those instances where people turned the page and was like, Monarch is Hawk? Wah, wah, wah. Ooh, good sound effect. That's so, very creative. Thank you. Name your worst superhero costume. Okay, I got I can a, do that one. I got a good one. Um, the Huntress. Any the, of the ladies. The Huntress... Jim Lee era from the, the, the one that strikes me right off the bat is Batman Hush when the Huntress is in it. There is no point to her costume whatsoever. It's just basically there to show as much skin as possible. And certain, certain heroes, certain villains have costumes that I think are meant like Superman. Mm-hmm. His is iconic. His has a purpose. You know, Batman, his costume has a purpose. It's a bat. It's there to strike fear. The Huntress, a lot of the costumes back in the 90s were just, let's throw a bunch of pouches and and guns and belts on them as much as we can. It has nothing to do with who the character is. So, Well, I would say like any of the female ones simply because uh, real women can't kick butt. In high, uh, in high heels. In high heels. And the Huntress yeah. has these huge high heels. Yeah. I mean, not to mention the fact that they're about spilling out of themselves the whole time and the bustiers that they're all wearing. would You can't breathe in those things. You may have superpowers, but well, you still got to breathe and you can still pop out. You yeah. Know, gravity you, still takes you, it. Can you imagine chasing after somebody and having to stop because you got a wedgie? You know? I mean, yeah. just, yeah. No. Doesn't make a lot of sense. No, but the high heel thing, that's, that's, just, that's, that's dumb. dumb. <laughs> okay. Name your best. But you just keep on reading them, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Name your best superhero. Spider-Man. Yeah. I've liked Spider-Man and Superman since I was a wee lad. The wee little thing. And currently Green Arrow. I'm liking the Green Arrow, but Spider-Man has Spider-Man and Superman if if we were just looking through a photo album of, that my mom put together for me from when I was a kid and you know I had a like a Superman cake when I was like five or six and my Spider-Man Halloween costume and stuff. So do you have a favorite superhero? No, no, no. Name your best origin story. Superman. I like the idea that the reason Superman is the way he is, is because he was raised by a good, uh, just a very good couple in Kansas that instilled in him values, values, Work ethic, exactly. morals, yeah, but yeah, and he—that's 
And he's completely believable as being indestructible because he's from another planet. So that's... Can't argue with that. Name your best superpower. Ooh. I like Spider-Man's ability to crawl on walls. That looks pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Name your best costume. Hmm. Nothing with the cape ever since we watched The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah. Now we know no capes, capes aren't a good idea. But Use the capes. But I like Superman's costume. A lot of people give, you know, he wears underwear outside of his pants. But hmm. I like his costume. I like Spider-Man's costume. Yeah. Green Arrow, I like his costume, even though he looks kind of like Robin Hood. Um, no other costumes are really hitting me right off the top of the head. I can, I will say, um, oh, I must have. Worst suit. Let's go back to worst superhero costume because one just struck me. Okay. The Red Hood. Okay. There's a guy at work that I complain about the Red Hood's costume all the time because oh. I just absolutely hate you it. Talk to people at work about this kind of stuff. My boy Craig, he reads comic books. Oh yeah, books. he's another one. <laughs> the Red Hood Otherwise, basically people is. People are not going to take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford for you to lose another job. <laughs> yeah. The current Red Hood basically is just a guy who wears jeans and a. Uh, um, Leather jacket, and then he's got this big red metal helmet. Oh. I don't like it. Okay. Uh, name your best. Leech, pick and hammer surgeon. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that means. The office of doctors Leech, pick and hammer would oh. be good surgeons to go to for okay. your eye surgeon. You don't understand that? I don't get that. Name your best. It'd be like, name your best dentist. So um, we'll have to check the yellow pages. Dr. For sure. Fred. <laughs> but I think uh, the offices of Doctors Leech Pick and Hammer. I think they're yeah. located on uh, every main street in America. Yeah. With the live chickens hanging in the window. Okay. Oh! Okay, that was a crow. No, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, Wendell, I've been hunting all night. You've just been hanging around. Have you done anything tonight? Hmm? Oh, I've been reading this comic. It's really good. Oh, yeah? Where did you find that? I used Comics Radar. You used Echolocation to find comics? Not my radar. Comics Radar at ComicsRadar.com. It's a comics podcast that gives news, reviews, and interviews so I can find the best new comics out there. I just download them onto my Flypod and listen as I go. A Flypod? Don't you need your ears to hunt bugs? Me? Go hunting? Man, haven't you ever heard of Takeout? Comics Radar, taking a closer look at comics below the radar. Find it at ComicsRadar.com or search in iTunes for Comics Radar. Well, this about wraps up our show, but I... You don't do your commercials anymore either, or just no, today? No, just not today. Okay. Couldn't write anything. Tonight. Tonight. Oh, and Boston Legal is I'm just g- ending. It is 10 o'clock. I'm going to be done like three hours early because we're doing it this way. I realize that. Great. Normally, <laughs> I normally I start around 9, 8.30 or 9, Yeah. and I don't get into bed until about one thirty two in the morning. Yeah, I know. Because I'm doing all this stuff and starting and stopping and... Why? Why do you have to do all the starting and stopping? Because Norman and Gary are always messing up. Yeah, but we like them. Yeah. They're good guys. But before I end, I want to say a couple words about Captain America number 25. Spoilers. If you most, you've even heard about this. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> huh? Huh? What? So. No. Yeah, I have. 
Captain America, I haven't even read the issue yet, and I'm going to give my thoughts. Nobody ever dies in comic well, book land, right? He, here's the thing. Here's Everybody the thing. Pulls okay. Patrick Duffy. Who I met, by the way. D- <laughs> I have his autograph. I have pictures. <laughs> DC Comics. I drank with him. <laughs> D- DC Comics, back in the 80s, mm-hmm. killed off Barry Allen, the Flash. Okay. And the Flash became Wally West. Yeah. Marvel Comics has never done that. They've never, as to my knowledge, maybe they have, but to my knowledge, they've never killed a well-established superhero yeah big one and then just Even i know that replaced him with a different person wearing the same costume could they be doing that with captain america oh maybe i don't i don't think so frankly i th- i don't think he's dead are there crazy um, theorists out there well there's are people going crazy yeah. Yeah. The fanboys I mean, going nutty. There there were posts I read, you know, when when the information was leaked, like uh I'm never buying another issue of Marvel Comics ever again. And even my friend Craig is just like, This is why I hate Marvel Comics. Oh and it's people. Like, and you wonder why your wives and girlfriends <laughs> think you're dorks. Because hey. you get hey, it's true. You you bought me a mug for my birthday that says I love dorks. So Birthday, this is true. whatever. This is true. So, I mean, love it, but don't get so caught up in it that you'll never read it again. I don't you think know, he's that I kind of thing. I don't think he's dead. Dead. Here's what I. Here's my theory. They never are. Here's my theory, and somebody actually expanded on it on another on a on a, on a thread on the Geek Speak forums, which just brought my theory into place. Captain America, Steve Rogers. Iron Man, Tony Stark, got together after Captain America surrendered at the end of Civil War. And they had this plan to keep Captain America out of jail, which was to fake his death. Apparently, he's on the steps of the courthouse. He's in handcuffs. Somebody shoots him. Apparently, it's a sniper. I was really hoping for a Jack Ruby type of thing. Somebody comes up and shoots him. But apparently, it's some sniper that nobody sees. But, uh, Somebody on one of the forums brought up an idea. I think they're called a life model decoy, which is something that S.H.I.E.L.D. has created, which are basically robots that look and feel and act exactly like human beings, which is dumb, but very plausible for the Marvel Mm -hmm. comics. But I don't think he's dead. Well, I wouldn't think so either. And if he is, so be it. Yeah. You know? So be it. But you think of all of the... uh I don't even know what his power is. I don't know anything about him. But if somebody is called Captain America and he's the guy you choose to kill off, that's just kind of, I mean, we're at war, people. Back in world- <laughs> It's not a time <clears throat> to be killing off Americans. <laughs> let, let me give you a quick little rundown. Unless they've, unless they've totally retconned his origin that I'm not aware of. Captain America back during World War II was a skinny little guy. And he volunteered for a program through the military called the Super Soldier Program, where they injected him with chemicals and whatnot and beefed him up and basically made him strong. He's um, he's not Superman strong. He's not Spider-Man strong. He's but not he's, indestructible. He's like strong. He's like a strong as 10 men, something like that. Okay. And so he fought during World War II. And at one point... Um, Okay, he, so he's not dead. He's not dead. He falls he, in he falls in the ocean. He is frozen alive and found in the sixties and unfrozen. And that's why he was alive and 
the 1940s. Okay, so his origin is war-based. Yes. And we are currently in wartime again. Yes. So I'm going to throw out a guess uh, that he is not dead, but he's needed in Afghanistan or he's Iraq. Gone, he's gone underground, he's gone, baby. Yeah. He's go- yeah, that's my guess. Marvel released a teaser, uh, well, not a teaser, but an alternate cover to uh, an upcoming issue of Punisher War Journal, which shows the Punisher in God, a I can't believe I'm talking about this <laughs> Captain America type costume, which may prove my theory from last week that the Punisher will be Captain America for a little while. Not the Captain America that we know with a shield, but Captain America with a gun, mm. which is what he was during wartime. So... Anything else you want to add about anything before we move on to the thrilling adventures of Norman, Oklahoma? Yeah, I wanted to put the movie Wisdom out on DVD, too. <laughs> Wisdom. Yeah, with Emilio Estevez and Demi Moore. It's a great it. movie. I think I've ever seen Let's it. get with it already, because I was just thinking about, again, the whole no one day at a time. Um, I've never seen it. it. That's because it's not on DVD. But right. Wisdom. Yeah, it's it's modern-day Bonnie and Clyde kind of movie. It's very cool. I mean, kind of. They don't like just go killing people, but there's a point behind it. So. It's like true romance. You've huh? you, you've seen it. Um, Who's in it? What's that? It's got Patricia Arquette and um, Christian Slater. When we got that room on our first anniversary, <laughs> we watched it in the hotel room. Stayed up till like three in the morning watching it. Oh, I don't cable. remember that. Mm. Very uh, good. We should watch it again so you can see Patricia Arquette. Play a, just a crazy whacked out. Cool. Yeah, she gets her she gets her butt kicked. And just one by more Tony time, Soprano. Denny Crane. Denny Crane. So I guess that wraps up our portion of the episode. Oh, and let me just say that if you know somebody famous, or you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who's famous, celebrity based, who digs comic books, um, I personally want to see you getting to the point where you can interview. People, not comic book people, but comic book fans who are, you know, celebrities that we all know and love. I think that would like be Freddie really Prince cool. Like Freddie Prince Jr. Well, like Nicholas Cage. All of them. Yeah. Megan Mullally. Exactly. That would be cool. I'd have, we'd have to get high-speed internet. Well, it could be done, yeah. you know. But I'm thinking if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, tell them about the podcast and just have them call in and say, yeah, I am a fan of stuff. And yeah, you can interview me sometime, you know, just cool. for the heck of it. I think... uh that's something I'd like to see you get started here. Okay. And it can't happen because we don't know any famous people. I know Patrick Duffy, but <laughs> I haven't talked to him in years. That's <laughs> 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 the first time ever that I drank and got sick and got drunk. It's all Patrick Duffy's no, fault. No, he was actually in the state pro- promoting safety. And you were, safety. Un- you were underage. <laughs> I was. But he didn't know that. No. He didn't know that. Pat, you've heard it here, folks. Patrick Duffy contributing to the delinquency of We're a minor. Get sued or something. <laughs> no, he was in Kansas. He did not know that you were Kansas under. was passing the the mandatory seatbelt law. And at the time, my brother was a journalist for a local paper, and he was invited to this media gathering. Um, and he called me up and said, "Do you want to meet Patrick Duffy?" And I said, "Who?" And he said, "Aquaman." And I said, "Who?" <laughs> and he said, "Aquaman." Uh huh. See, really? duh. Anyway, I said, who? And he said, uh, Bobby Ewing. And I was like, yeah. So I was a senior, junior or senior in high school. Senior. And, uh, yeah, I got to go to this big fancy hotel suite. And, yeah. My only claim to fame is, is uh, <laughs> uh-huh. 
And I have no idea if he likes comic books or not. But if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows Patrick Duffy, tell him Karen said hi. (laughs) (laughs) The cashmere red sweater. (laughs) My only claim to fame is, well, not even talking to Michael Stipe. But uh, I used to play in a band and we were standing outside of a club after a show in Kansas City and a, a van pulls up. And then the passenger side window rolls down. R.E.M. was playing in Kansas City that night. Oh. And the window rolls down, and in the passenger seat is the singer from R.E.M., Michael Stipe. Awesome. Asking us if there's a place in Kansas City that he could go to get a pizza where he would not get mobbed by frat boys. (laughs) By frat boys. Yeah. And... (laughs) We had to do the whole, hey, it's not our town, man. We're not. You had to like totally play cool. I Which did. You, you know, I was. you in my uh, dream when you met Kevin uh, Smith. You acted like a bumbling goof. I just stood off to the side and was like, what's up? <laughs> Michael Stipe, I don't really care for your music. Yeah. You, know, you suck. No, I, I didn't say that. Never mind. But so that wraps it up. Does that wrap it up? It wraps it up. I guess we'll end it with uh, the thrilling adventures of Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. So let's just play that music. Okay. And if you TiVo Boston Legal (laughs) and it wasn't a rerun, uh, make a copy and send us an email and we'll buy it from you. Yeah. (laughs) Every No, we won't. That's illegal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll pay you for shipping and handling. Still, I think that's illegal. Uh, Then why do people have VCRs and TiVo? I don't know. Anyway, I want to see it. <laughs> and I've promoted it enough that you'd think somebody out there. Yeah. Uh, you know. Denny Crane. <laughs> so, let's move on to installment. I've had one too many frappuccinos. <laughs> I have no response to that. Good night, Gracie. Good night. ruling over a land where marmalade is the national beverage. The new king's advisor is a man named Roger. He never leaves your brother's side. It is my belief that the orders for the execution of so many prominent citizens comes directly from Roger's mouth. Haley sighed and continued. The man is slippery. He is a master at mind games, and he has the king's ear. He must be stopped before the land is torn asunder. But what can I do? I'm only one man. I could see the look in his eyes. I knew what he wanted. You must journey to the capital and stop Roger by any means necessary. His eyes went cold. So, you want me to kill him? I didn't like the sound of this. That is for you to decide. Do not worry, Norman, Oklahoma. You will not be alone. You will be joined by three other companions who will meet you along the way. His voice grew heavy as he motioned for me to bend over so he could place his hand on my shoulder in a comforting gesture. Godspeed. Good luck. He got up from the breadstick and made ready to leave. Come, Deidre. Other matters await us. Wait a minute. I stood. Where do you think you're going? There are more pressing concerns that demand my attention. More pressing concerns? You're a child actor. What could be more pressing than the possibility of taking the life of another man? In the world, I am a child actor. Here in the land, I am a seer. You mean you see the future? 
Correct, Norman, Oklahoma. I do have the ability to see into the future. And if Roger is left in his position, then all of his machinations will bring the land to ruin. This I have foreseen. And I am the key! I am the one who must stop this! Yes, Norman, Oklahoma. That is what I have been shown. That was the last thing Haley Joe Osment told me before he left me alone on the beach. He took with him only a single leaf, which he thought was pretty. I played out the upcoming journey in my mind, north through the land of the killer insomniac koala bears, just one of the many terrors I must face before reaching the capital. I also had the great tribe of Kiss to avoid. These guys are crazy. It's a whole tribe devoted to the band Kiss, not to mention the river of nails that I will need to cross. This will not be a pleasant trip. Knowing I would need to be prepared to face both the expected and the unexpected on my journey to the north, I crouched down on the sugar of the beach, opened my backpack, and inspected my belongings. One can of deodorant, powder fresh. One mini paperback dictionary. Two inkjet cartridges, black. One small magnifying glass. A large bag of crunchy Cheetos. Six Spider-Man comic books. And a copy of Eye of the World by Robert Jordan. Reaching into the pack side pocket, I gingerly removed my finest possessions. Two Smith & Wesson Model 29 44 Magnum Double Action Revolvers. Stainless steel, six rounds, swing-out cylinders, and six-inch barrels. Dirty Harry in stereo. I stood and placed one revolver at a time in the belted holsters that crisscrossed my hips. The weight caused them to hang heavy and low at my sides. I ran my fingers across the handle of each gun, letting my hand find its proper place. In a moment, too quick for the human eye to register, I drew, took aim, spun them round both index fingers in perfect unison, and then hurled those bad boys back into position within my holsters, having never taken a wasted shot. Kick ass, I spoke out loud. It was time. I've always enjoyed setting out on a long journey. The preparation, the planning... The miles and miles of sausage. This, however, was altogether different. I wasn't going to see the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. I was off to kill a man. A man named Roger. Actually, I don't want to use the word kill. Hopefully I can just wing him, and then he'll run screaming like a little girl. But I doubt it. Well, I had to quit putting this off. I stood there on the shore of the Ovaltine Lake, standing on a beach of C&H pure cane sugar in my best action hero attire. My blue long-sleeved t-shirt with the big Superman S shield on the chest, black jeans, black Converse Chuck Taylor All-Stars, a long black trench coat, and a black fitted baseball cap with the word Irish printed in green on the front. Back in black. I never liked that song. I slung my arms through the straps of my backpack and headed out. I followed the western shore of the lake and moved north at a brisk yet easy pace. The lake was enormous. It took me half the day just to pass it by, and I found myself on the plains of artificial grass. Miles upon miles of rolling hills covered with artificial grass. Purple artificial grass. I was two hours into the plains when I realized that I was being followed. It's not anything I could prove by any physical means. It was more of a feeling. I've learned to trust my feelings. I stopped for the night and made camp near a large cotton candy tree. I built a small fire and settled in for a relaxing evening reading Spider-Man comics. For one slight moment, I felt a pair of eyes on me. I was on my feet in an instant, my guns in my hands. I thumbed the hammers back as I scanned the horizon. The planes were empty. The only things on the planes were me and the tree. Must have been my imagination. If someone was out there, they were invisible. I put my guns away and snuggled down at the base of the tree. I soon fell asleep and dreamed.
I sighed as small pieces of beef popped and fizzed on the grill before me. Holding a spatula in my hand, I looked up from the grill to see the next ticket as I heard the order come through the drive through speaker. Three double cheeseburgers. I slapped six pre-pressed beef patties on the grill and they began to sizzle right away. Three double cheeseburgers, Oklahoma. Mr. Klein yelled from the drive through window. Yes, Mr. Klein, I saw the ticket and I heard the woman over the speaker. I didn't really like this job, but that's what happens when you don't go to college. Of course, I'm going to be a rock star, so it's all going to work itself out. Dang it, Oklahoma. Big Boss Klein roared. Shut your trap and make those burgers. The burgers are on the grill, sir, I said, dripping with sarcasm. I can't make them fry any faster. Just then, a man with a gun stepped in through the back door. He was tall and lanky, with the shock of white, unruly hair that barely covered his bare head. Can I help you, sir? Mr. Klein looked confused, like he didn't really understand where he was. Without saying a word, the stranger brought his gun up and shot Mr. Klein in the face. Then he pointed the gun in my direction and smiled maliciously before speaking. Why, hello, Norman, Oklahoma. His voice possessed a mad cackle to it. It would be so easy for me to just kill you here. But alas, this is just a dream. Vision. Sleep-induced hallucination. A nighttime reverie. What do you want? I was frozen with fear. My spatula fell from my numb fingers, and it clattered metallically on the ceramic tile floor. Why... I just wanted to have a look at you, Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, Why? Smoke billowed from the unattended burgers that burned on the grill. You will know soon enough, Norman, Oklahoma. For now, you must awaken. Something stalks you this night. I woke to find my camp surrounded by strange creatures. I couldn't see them well in the firelight, but I could make out their shapes. They walked upright, but with a bent, hunched-back look, There were six of them, and they circled the camp at the edge of the fire. My hands slowly found their way to my guns, and I eased them from their holsters, thumbing back the hammers as they came clear of the leather. The creatures heard the faint click as I cocked my guns, and must have decided that their reconnaissance of my camp was complete. With a blood-curdling cry, which seemed to erupt from all six throats at once, they charged. Will Norman, Oklahoma, shoot himself in the foot? Do you really have to fight for your right to party? Where have all the cowboys gone? Find out the next spellbinding installment of the thrilling adventures of Norman, Oklahoma. And that brings another episode to a close. I hope you enjoyed this week's over an hour long episode, this little experiment of mine with my new co-host. Uh, send me an email at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com and tell me what you thought this week. You can also post your thoughts over at the forum at cgspodcast.com slash forum. You can send us a voicemail and I actually don't have the number in front of me, but you can go to justanotherfanboy.com and find that number. The theme so the theme song for this week's episode is Comic Book by the Super Spies. Find it and information about the band at GarageBand.com. The rest of the music from this week's show comes from the Podshow Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. So until next week, I'm Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. And I'm not. <laughs> we
Bye, Daddy. Bye, bye, Daddy. Good job. Yay.